And so it is. Time for questions and answers. One quick comment before we begin. <laughs> we told the story of um, Carl Jung, how when he was a, 12, a young boy of 12, he came into this um, traumatic moment of being knocked unconscious in order to allow other energies of higher consciousness to come into him, to course-correct himself, to get back into the intuition, the real work that he had come to Earth to do. We bring that up and ask you to remember some of your experiences when you were younger, for a very reason, going through another level of expansion into your consciousness. And we see many of you are have the potential to do it with this rather traumatic event in your life. So we wanted to bring it up and say, is there a better way to bring that higher consciousness into this reality? Do you have to get slapped silly, knocked out, possible disease or problem? auto wreck, anything like this, or can you do it through the breath, the awareness, by being in this now moment in the point of presence, can you do it with ease, take a deep breath and make a choice for yourself? This energy is coming in, flowing in. Sometimes the programming in the body, mind, and spirit says we have to do it like before. But what if you do it in a different way? What if it's in a moment of absolute cosmic consciousness, your cosmic consciousness? What if it's in that moment where spirit and the divine, the mind and the body, all meet together in this place called the Point of Presence, an infusion of your true self. With that, let's begin the questions. Since I found you in my dream, and after the Crimson Circle, all the changes have really happened in a way that was light, simple, graceful, and with humor. Recently, I did what I felt was expecting to do all my life, the life-changing and simple SES. Now I'm right there at the center where everything is bubbling with life, desire, new choices, new potentials. I'm open and ready to what it seems to be a new phase of my life as a teacher in many more ways. Could you please give us, myself, and all the other Shambra an insight about this moment? Indeed. I think you've already given this insight in, in your words here, but nearly all of you came here for a purpose, not for karma, not to, not to go through processing. Processing is so much in the mind, but you came here to do the work of guiding others, of enjoying your life, of being here to transition into the new energy. And that is specifically what we see in, in your energy and for so many Shambra is occurring right now. One important point here is that you don't have to go out there to try to grab the resources. They do come to you. As you uh, polarize or magnetize yourself, as you make the choices 
in the now moment. Those resources come to you. Just be aware that they're there. Thank you. Tobias, Sion here. And um, three weeks ago, I invited you and your divine friends to assist my mother in her transition, and I'd just like to uh, just check up and see how she's doing. Um, as you probably know, it was uh, it had its difficulties. It was a little bit uh, of a rough ride over to the other side. Um, some old issues left over here, some anger and um, resentment. Uh, so often when you're in that initial part of this journey to, to the other side, uh, you have to do it alone. Uh, but once she reached the, uh, the other realms, uh, there, were, there were some very loving beings there for her, including you and uh, the grandchildren and a few others. And it made her understand how she'd all spend all of her life making love so complex at times and so difficult and actually, actually um, trying to get people to prove uh, their love for her rather than just accepting it. So there's a few angelic tears that were shed. Uh, she right now is in the... Um, in the near-Earth realms, but in a very, very good space, taking a look at, at the importance of love in a very open way. Um, we see her connecting with her that uh, um, uh, she, her energies have been around you and will continue to be for a little while, and then it would be more appropriate for this, um, this dream walk. Okay. Thank you. Uh, any timely Tobias tips for myself? Um, um. <laughs> uh, we're looking very quickly, and uh, uh, I'll tell you offline. Not not bad, but I'll tell you offline. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Autism is becoming more and more prevalent. What's the cause? There's a number of causes for autism, and this is one indeed, and we're going to ask Linda to mark this on the calendar for we'd like to do a special session on this before my departure. Good. Um, there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, one of it is drugs themselves, and uh, we're going to come out and make a few very strong statements about over-diagnosing and over-prescribing. The new ones coming in today have a different sensitivity, and they're, they're wired different. The parents, grandparents, teachers expect them to behave in a certain way, and when they don't, when they have trouble with focusing, uh, they di misdiagnose it so often as, uh, as autism or some of these other things, and they immediately put them on these medications, which in the long run are very difficult on, on the entire system. What we want to explore is how the wiring works for many of the young ones, why it's different, and why... It would appear that they lack focus or sometimes even intelligence, but uh, the reality is, is they're operating at some other, in some other realms. They're trying to maintain the connection with the other realms. So often when you come to Earth, it's like the uh, space shuttle re-entering the atmosphere, and so many of the other dimensionally uh, parts of you um, consciousness get burned off and all of a sudden you find yourself incarnated back into physical body but you can't remember why 
or how or all of those things you told yourself you were going to bring in. Well, so many of the young ones are actually bringing it in now, but that causes them some difficulty in putting a direct focus on this rather harsh reality. The fact is that by the time they get through puberty, the vast, vast majority of them are going to be reintegrated and they're going to be able to focus on many places at one time. But when they're put on drugs or in special schools or treated like there's something wrong with them, it throws everything out of balance and uh, sometimes it is so difficult that they choose not to have a long life because the um, how do you say the original mission was aborted? So, we'd like to talk about that. Uh, if you would put it on our list. Are you thinking in December? You're, you hold the schedule, dear. You got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in the process of develop, developing a new business um, called Tall Zebra, which is to develop new energy websites, and I really want to focus on. Um, as St. Germain said last time, lots of people starting new businesses. And so I really want to focus on creating websites that have a new energy to them for Chambra, Lightworkers, and anyone else. And so I was wondering about any insight into – and it's based on .NET new technology, which you've mentioned before was a new energy. And, um, and so I'm really fascinated by the technology and the potentials. So I'm curious about any insight into either Talzebra, the .NET Nuke technology, or LightworkerOnline.com, the, the MySpace for the Lightworker community site that's in development. Indeed. The, um, let us say here I'm not a uh, programmer <laughs> and don't intend to become one. Uh, but there's an important element here that goes beyond the, uh, the uh, programming that you do with your fingers. When you're creating these sites, do it with that new energy consciousness and for your clients, the ones that you're working with, uh, have them uh, literally uh, put their new energy potentials into these sites. This is something consciousness can literally be woven into programming actually quite easily because of its, uh, uh, of its very flexible nature. You can weave consciousness into programming and it literally will enhance the software in some rather interesting ways, uh, but it will also help to be a carrier, uh, the software a carrier for higher consciousness potentials. Now, we're not saying to, that you have to sit in a circle and um, say certain words to infuse this energy. Just do it by choice and it will be there. Those who connect on to it uh, are going to be able to feel that, that purity of new consciousness and the, uh, the potential for, for new energy in it as well. So as you program, as you uh, develop uh, the codes for this, um, just allow it to be in there. Uh, we invite you, uh, all of you, to, if you haven't been on the Chambra site, that, that has new energy potential from Chambra all around the world, uh, literally in there. Thank you. So don't worry so much about the actually the language, uh, although some of the newer languages have more uh, openness, uh, how to say, more um, more room to to put in some of this new consciousness. Okay. And that's all the internet is, by the way, is just a a huge um, consciousness pool. So going through a process of asking them if I'm doing the site, 
if I understand you right, uh, I, I would come up with some yeah, procedure. Do you, do you make a choice to to allow uh, higher consciousness and, and new energy? This. Indeed. Okay. Indeed, okay. and don't take the job if, if they say no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Please, Tobias, can you show me God? Thank you. <laughs> I would have to say look in the mirror. You're going to see kind of a distorted representation uh, in the mirror, but uh, it's a good beginning place. Uh, you know, humans and angels have searched for, for God for uh, since the beginning of time. And the joke, God's joke, you told some bad jokes here before, but uh, God's joke is that you already have it. It was always there. Why would spirit uh, ever uh, create you, express you, without putting all of itself right in you? So it's, it's not a treasure hunt or it's not a, any type of search. It's already there. Thank you. Tobias, I spent the last year in a box in the desert, and what I became aware of was that when I was 13 and went on medications, my darkness flowed. into a loved one just born. Uh, <clears throat> we've had a hellish year, kind of um, both of us trying to sort this out, and it uh, seems calmer now, but I still didn't have a lot of experiences of my darkness coming back to me. I'm wondering then uh, how this loved one is doing, uh, where what I could do uh, to, you know, complete this. What's next, and should I burn the book? Indeed. Several things here. You came to some realizations that were very important for your own transformation or healing. The thing now to do is not to try to... Uh, to track it down, try not to try to go any further with it. Uh, there was um, there were some agreements in advance that uh, there was an understanding of why this was going to take place. So, in a way, it's truly best to leave it undone. It could open some unnecessary emotional wounds uh, for for you and the others. It was what it was. If you can accept that, it, you know, it was all in its own state of perfection. Um, a couple of um, a couple of advice uh, that we would offer today is um, uh, no longer uh, do you need to to uh, be in a box in the desert. It's kind of a metaphor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, furthermore, there's no need to burn the book. It's about uh, uh, letting the book um, move to to some new understandings that you have. Thank you. Tobias, I was very fortunate to have attended Kathumi's workshop in Columbus, Ohio earlier this year. I feel that I've moved through what's missing, and I'm wondering what's next. I welcome your comments and advice. And what happened to this what's missing program? Mm, indeed. Not to point the fingers at anybody, but um, Calder is sitting on it and uh, would love to turn it into a uh, book and movie project, but... Um, uh, he needs to be a little cautious about his time and obligations. Uh, in terms of 
after coming to the understanding of what's missing, which is basically your divinity in your life, uh, once you realize that uh, it's not missing anymore, you can do anything you want to do, there's still this overlay that many of you have uh, spiritual service or spiritual assignments that you used to get uh, from yourself or certain uh, angelic orders before you came in. So a lot of you, a lot of you wonder, well, what's your next order? Where are you going to be? Um, where are you going to be shipped off to by uh, spirit? What assignment are you going to be given? But um, there's no more assignments. Now it's up to you. What do you want to do? You may one day be the one giving out assignments to others. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Um, my question is, or curiosity is, in the last most recent 2,000 years, we've played a masculine role in the world. So we know who uh, Yeshua is, we know who Buddha is, we know who, um, I mean, who they are. They're masculine, and they're mm. the, what's bringing the wisdom out loud to the world. Um, and my understanding is that we in this time, so to speak, will come into more of a balance of masculine and feminine. I'd like for you to speak to why has it been so heavily masculine this, to this point, so to speak, Indeed. and um, will it come to a balance, um, more of a balance, or how that will happen and mm. play out? Well, yes, we could talk uh, great length about this, but uh, while the masculine has been uh, perhaps the, more, the louder uh, don't underestimate what has been done with the feminine energy. It didn't necessarily need to be uh, the one up on the cross, if you know what I mean, or uh, it didn't need to be at the forefront. Uh, the feminine energy, and please, uh, none of you mistake this between male and female. Masculine feminine energy is something quite different than the male body or the female body. The feminine energy has been working at a, of a deeper, quieter, and uh, much, uh, much more profound level. It didn't need the focus and attention. So it, is, it has literally been working with the masculine energy, but I want you to take a look at the changes that have taken place in the world recently um, and take a look, keep observing the changes that are coming, because the masculine and the feminine are truly reuniting. The feminine energy has been a lot more patient, a lot less warrior-like, a lot more nurturing, and is accountable for so many of the changes in particular that have taken place in the world since World War II. So be still, do the breathing, feel into the feminine energy in terms of the role it's really played not just what you see in the pictures in front of you. It's been very profound. I would like to ask a couple of questions regarding aspect. How does aspect work in life? What will happen if all the aspects are integrated? And could you give your message to those who are planning to take the aspectology school in the future? We will look forward to seeing you again in Japan. Hmm. Aspects are... Uh, the the creative expression of yourself. Uh, they are created uh, to experience different things in life. And the premise is that the soul always remains pure. The soul or the core self is not broken or distorted. It does not need fixing. But yet the soul creates aspects to go out in experience. 
Some become stuck. Some actually have have had great accomplishments. Some become so disassociated with yourself that uh, that you feel disconnected. You feel fragmented or broken. Sooner or later, all the aspects, every part of you, needs to come back to home, come back to you. And for many Shambhara, they're they're choosing to do it, and you're choosing to do it in this lifetime. It's one of the uh, essentials of ascension. You can't go into ascension without taking all of yourself. So we have this uh, wonderful course in aspectology. How to invite the aspects to return back to you. We spend um, several days going into the psychology or the, um, you know, the psychology of aspects. What will bring them back home? How to handle the, the, the stubborn ones? Even how to handle the darkest aspects? Those voices that so many of you hear in your head um, come from those aspects. They play games. They, they are masters at manipulation. And they want something that you have, your soul. They're not soul beings at all. But they don't think that you're an effective boss or manager. They want your job. Through aspectology, we help you to understand how to reintegrate, how to basically love yourself so they can finally love you too. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. In the interdimensional workshop, you mentioned that there was a specific formula where a dimension becomes physical. Would you expound on that? And does that have anything to do with bringing energy into this dimension? Yes, the formula would be um, very difficult to to get through in a very short order like this. And uh, it's, it's... Complex, but rather simple, but it's not a mathematical formula. It's a physics formula. So we're not going to... um, We'll bring that in at some point, but for many it won't mean a darn thing. It's uh, energetic physics, which aren't even being studied yet on Earth right now, like they, they are in other realms. But yes, it does have an effect on bringing energy, consciousness, uh, expansion into this realm. But you're not going to get there through the formula. The formula only helps uh, people to understand how it happens, but it doesn't make it happen. What makes it happen is choice and acceptance, breathing it in, and the points that we brought out today, breathing, the ease, the awareness, and the point of presence. That is the, uh, is the the tunnel or the the gateway for this new consciousness of yours. Thank you. Two more questions? Two. Five, ten? Dos. <laughs> Hello, Tobias. Recently there was a honoring has had taken place at the Sand Creek transition site. It was very curious to what was present and what was not present. I'm very curious to see what the higher perspective of that would occur there. Uh, if you could be a little more specific for the listeners, what uh, what are you asking in, in particular? Um, there was an honoring of, uh, in, in view of the new energy 
not with the negative aspect that happened there. It's a massacre site. Right. Um, at the site, uh, at the approach of it, there were a lot of presences and a lot of spirits, whatever you want to call them. But at the site itself, there was nothing. Um, the whole journey of that, the process of these people going there, what was that really all about? There are so many energies, uh, wounds, st- uh, still buried in the land, and there are so many uh, entities still buried in the land of this earth. And as Gaia begins her departure, it also begins a process of releasing. Uh, many of you had past lives, energies that were still buried six feet under, uh, still put in the earth like like you're going to come back and get those bones or somebody was going to come back and save you. So if you can imagine the tremendous density or energy in earth where there have been uh, traumas and wounds, battles and massacres, so many of the energies have remained there still battling, still repeating that, uh, that trauma, the massacres and, and the the, the wars in many different places around the world, over and over. It is said that if an enlightened one, who is centered in their own being, who is reintegrated with themselves for the most part, visits these lands and honors what took place there, it's very important, honors the massacres, honors the pain as well as the experience, and then invites those energies that are still stuck in the land and in the air and the water around it to be released. They don't have to keep going through their cycle after cycle after cycle of repeating the nightmares and the horrors. That There are some energies and some entities who hear that, that they can be released from, from that perpetual cycle when a few of the entities who are still caught up in that start to leave, it creates a space that invites ultimately the other energies to leave. They're no longer stuck in the earth, but they can return back to uh, the other realms. They can, they can move forward. The only thing that we suggest, uh, I know I'm getting a bit off topic here, but I'm trying to bring up a point. The only thing we suggest is when you visit these places, it is about honoring and releasing, not about trying to heal or mend or correct, because that is basically denying the experience that took place, and therefore denying those who participated from the wisdom of what happened. Is an invitation, as, we, as we've told Shambhara before, drive through the cemeteries and the graveyards and invite those who are still stuck that it is a wonderful time now to be released from the past to return back to themselves. And in this case, with the group here visiting, there was a movement, a shift of energy that, uh, from those that were stuck in this place, but not all have left yet. Thank you. Last question. <clears throat> Hi, Tobias. How are you today, and you're Sam? Indeed, uh, Sam. Sam had, uh, but thank you for asking. Sam had some some difficulties over the last few weeks, uh, feeling the 
the energies all around on earth wondering what the hell he did coming back at this crazy time. And uh, we had to have some long, long chats uh, about what's really happening. Even as Sam, I can get distracted into some of the dramas of earth, and there are plenty. Um, Sam caught some of the conversations uh, that his parents were having late at night, concern about the world, and uh, watching his own parents go into that level of drama is something that, uh, that took him by surprise. Bet it did. But thank you for asking. You're and, but it's not about me. So. And, and now <laughs> I have to ask, I want very much to follow your recommendations, and I respect them. I love you, dear. Be patient. <laughs> and uh, it's about the pills. When um, the doctor says, you know, I have a stent in my heart, and he says, I'm supposed to take the Plavix and the aspirin, or a clot will, fo- will form. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't, I love you dearly, but don't want to come and see you mm-hmm. quite yet. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I wonder, how, we, how do we do that, uh, take those pills, and the same with blood pressure medicine, or those that might be taking blood pressure medicine, too? Indeed. Uh, two different questions with uh, your situation, since you've had some alterations in the in the uh, heart organ, uh, and those those operations are based on also using some of the medications that you mentioned. Uh, we would continue with that. We're referring more to uh, the original diagnosis of a problem and using just medication to take care of it. Uh, there are there are al- uh, alternatives to the kind of invasive surgery that you had, but at the time it was, it was um, probably appropriate. In terms of high blood pressure, we talked about this recently with a very small group of Chambra. The body is going through a tremendous rewiring, makeover. It's affecting every cell, every organ, every part of your body, the, including the heart. It's causing a change in the distribution patterns of energy, of blood, of uh, oxygen and nutrients in the body. So your heart right now, for many of you, your heart is trying to determine its new level. Unfortunately, regular medicine doesn't understand what's happening in a new energy body, and they just take their same old measurements and they prescribe the same old medications, but they don't understand that there's a reason for the variance in the blood pressure right now. So I'm asking each and every one of you to feel how you feel. Are you feeling healthy? Are you feeling balanced? Before you start buying into the need for taking some of the very um, uh, potent medications that will artificially try to regulate uh, the, the blood pressure and some of the other functions of, of the heart and some of the other function of the organs. What I'm trying to say is most doctors right now don't understand the change in the DNA and the biology of the body. We're looking forward to some new energy uh, physicians stepping forward with their their knowledge of traditional biology, but also understanding what happens when a person goes through some of these changes. So, all in a way of saying, stay on the heart medication for now, now that you had this operation, and uh, be aware of the rest of your body.
Thank you. And with that, but you weren't giving medical advice, were you? No. Well, I, I don't even exist in a way. So <laughs> how could I give medical advice? And I will mention that because it can be very dangerous if somebody is on blood pressure medication, and if they stop it, it's incredibly dangerous. Thank you for Thank adding you. that. But <laughs> I'll repeat what I said before. Feel your own body. Understand it's yours. It doesn't belong to the doctor that you're going to. Remember, you get about five minutes with that doctor. You have to live with yourself 24 hours a day. Feel your own body. And I encourage some uh, new consciousness doctors and physicians to step forward to understand the total being, not just um, the five-minute being. And with that, we conclude another wonderful gathering of Shambra. Look forward to those beeps and buzzes this next month. And so it is. And so it is.